Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Wednesday. It's the 6th of May, 2020. It's also the first Wednesday of the month, and starting right now, that's about to mean something because I've been wanting for a while to have a segment where I bring somebody on to talk about books. Uh, I'm very passionate about books, and I but I wanted to find somebody who's take on reading I thought was kind of different from mine and who was reading things that are different from what I'm reading since, you know, I always have the microphone. And uh, for years now, I have followed the work of Farwa Zaidi on uh, Twitter and then recently on Instagram, where Farwa has been posting uh, reviews of the books she's reading. And they're so cool that I thought, well, this is the perfect person to have on the show. And so for the first time, Farwa, welcome to A Brief Chat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. And let's just dive right in. What's the first book you want to tell us about? Well, I think the book I'm reading right now is super interesting, and I would love to discuss it. It's called Cutting School, The Privatization, Segregation, and the End of Public Education. And it talks about the segronomics of American public education, which is a topic that obviously we hear about every now and then, but it's not something I had given much thought to in the past. And she says in the introduction that the fundamental argument of this book is that public education for Native American, Black, Latino, and poor youth is being purposefully unraveled, while wealthy elites are plundering the money that should have been spent on their education. And she spends the book talking about how public education has become sort of this enterprise that corporations are capitalizing off of, while the schools that white children and wealthy children go to have remained the same and get way more funding, get way more privileges than these schools that are being taken advantage of. And the term psychonomics that she uses a lot basically is the financier's fascination with seemingly helping black children, but avoiding any systematic change in the social policies that might lift their families out of poverty and promote genuine integration. So she talks about the, the history of segregation and how it hasn't really gone away, despite what we, despite what we might be led to believe, which I've found super fascinating, and I would recommend it to everyone, pretty much. Who's the author of this book? Noliwe Rooks. Sorry, I should have mentioned that before. And what's her background? Do we know anything about who she is in the world? Um, I had heard that she had done an interview with Haymarket Books recently so i'm assuming that she does talk about this in the press but i haven't really looked into her background and given the the haymarket connection it sounds like i mean this show tends to be an extremely left slash anarchist show and so yeah (laughs) haymarket is right in our wheelhouse so uh what made you pick up this book um i had read it on a list of like these are 52 books by women of color that you should read in 2020. And I like go through these lists at the beginning of the year, trying to find books that I can read, that I can put on my TBR list. And it was just on my list. And so now I'm reading it. <laughs> and um, I think we both grew up in the Northeast. And um, yeah. I don't know about your experience. I think you, you grew up in Queens, right? And, I grew up in Queens. Sorry. Yeah, and I grew up in a small town in upstate New York. And okay. um, my certainly my experience of uh, segregated schooling, I mean, matches perfectly with everything you just described from uh, from this author. I mean, you know, I went to a school that was like ninety eight point seven percent white when I went there, wow. and um, 
you know, I think it's very much the same now in that in that district. Right. Uh, I mean, all these, you know, decades later. And that's the thing is I started reading the book and I started thinking about my own experience in the public education system. And where I grew up in Jackson Heights in Queens was a largely predominant immigrant community. The schools I went to basically had no white children. We were all children of immigrants. And now that I think about it, I mean, it was a great experience for me. It was great to be surrounded by like all those people who were just like me. But now when I think back at it, especially reading this book, there were white families in my neighborhood. There were white kids who went to the same parks as me, who I saw on the street. And it just makes me think, why weren't we in the same school? You know? And it sounds like the contention of this book is that that's not happenstance, that's design. Exactly, yeah. That wasn't a coincidence. It was purposefully designed that way, where all these children of immigrants are in one school and the rest of the white kids in the neighborhood are in another school, just down the street or two blocks away, you know? Uh, We'll put a link in uh, the show notes to all of the books that you mentioned, but will you just tell us the title one more time of this one? It's called Cutting School, Privatization, Segregation, and the End of Public Education. Uh, Have you got another one for us? Yeah. What I was thinking about when I was thinking about what I would talk about was I've been doing this over the past two or three years, you know, reading my resolutions for 2018 and 2019 where I read 50 books by authors of color. And I would say, like, in 2018 and 2019, I didn't really focus too much on nonfiction. I was really more into fiction and literature. This year, though, I've made more of a purposeful effort to read nonfiction, and it's been really fulfilling. So I read How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi last month, and that book, along with Cutting School and Hood Feminism, which I read a few weeks ago, have all kind of been very fulfilling and very educational and informative just in terms of not only contemporary black history but like the way these systems have been set up in the past like few centuries i had read the new jim crow last year which i think is required reading for everyone but it really yeah it really sets down the theme that these systems that they try to tell us have been like have disappeared but like when you take a close look at, for example, Cutting School, the book I'm reading right now, if you take a close look at, like, charter schools, it's just another form of segregation, you know? Right. Slavery is gone unless you look at prisons. You know, school segregation exactly. is gone unless you look at, you know, private school funding or the way, you know, neighborhood schools are broken up. Or they're just like, it's just like they rename all the evil stuff so that we think it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. So I think what I would say is, All the nonfiction I've read this year has been super enlightening. I also read Minor Feelings by Kathy Park Hong, which I would recommend to everyone just because it was the first, one of the first books I've read that's really taken an in-depth look at the history of Asian Americans in the United States. Kathy Park Hong herself is an MFA and a poet. She's an incredible writer, and she really takes a look at our oppression versus our privilege and how Asian Americans do have a privilege in this country just being a model minority and how we can use that privilege to help other minority groups instead of taking the stance of, well, we're oppressed and so we're not going to help anyone else. And I felt that was really great, especially as a daughter of Asian immigrants myself. I felt like that 
perspective has really been lacking. That book was super interesting to read. I wanted to ask you a question about reading, I guess what I would maybe term kind of difficult nonfiction. And I don't mean difficult, like difficult mm-hmm. to get through, but about topics that are far from uplifting most of the time, how to deal with the kind of starkness of the picture that is often painted by that. And you can even say that my whole framing device should be thrown out if you want. That's totally fine. But that's one thing I sometimes think about, you know, how not to get like sucked right. into a pit of despair. Well, that's a great question. I actually don't have an answer just because reading nonfiction like that has been super fulfilling for me just because I love learning and I love that in my late 20s I can still learn just by reading books which is one of my favorite hobbies so just reading these books and learning more about these systems that you know I already thought I already knew about to an extent but just learning more about them has been super interesting for me I think I'd say for anyone that it's like heavy for you know there's no reason to binge on like 10 nonfiction books at once and burn yourself out you know that's kind of why I take breaks between nonfiction and fiction so that there's some sort of variety and I also get like a break from heavy textbook type reading well, we'll have, as I mentioned, we'll have a list in the show notes of all the books uh, that Farwa reviewed today. It's been a, such a pleasure having you, and I look forward to talking to you on the first Wednesday of each month. Farwa Zaidi, thank you so much for being on A Brief Chat. Thank you. Thanks again for having me.